It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. Welcome back. It's the Security Token Show, folks. Every Monday, we're here to bring you the latest and greatest news. I'm your host, Hurricanes. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host and business partner, Kyle Solin. We're here in sunny Miami, Florida. And boy, do we have a show today, Kyle. Great to see you as always. Can't wait to dive into it because there's all kinds of crazy top five topics and all of the news that we usually get into today. But I want to do that. I did think it's pretty important to remind everybody that we are still doing a crowdfund. You may remember if you're a long-term watcher of the show, we are tokenizing ourselves and there's only a week left in the crowdfund before we close this thing out and actually move into the next step in the process. So if you want to check it out, go to Securitize, go to any of the links in the description or anywhere on our social media to find out more about our crowdfund that is tokenized. We've got one week left. Thanks to everyone who's participated already. And thank you to all of you who have been following along and supporting us from the very beginning. And with that, Kyle, let's get into the show. And moving into our top five things that you need to know this week, we're kicking it off with number five, the SEC coming back again for Coinbase. We've seen them dropping all kinds of lawsuits and settlements, and I'm pretty sure Coinbase already settled for a different product. This is a new lawsuit from the SEC, but this time Coinbase is not laying down. Their executive team came out to say that they are fighting this, and they see this as the opportunity to get more legislative clarity in the industry. We'll see how far that gets them, though. A big, big commotion coming out on the crypto industry to Coinbase's side here. Number four, we've got Stubing, which is actually a big German-based uh, brokerage, big investment bank, and they've partnered up with a fintech company called Finexity. Finexity's got all the tokenization solutions that you need. In fact, they've already teamed up with them to do what looks like two different art tokenizations already. And of course, uh, Stubing services all asset classes here. So you can expect all kinds of tokenizations to come from this partnership in the future. Finexity also supposedly is building a secondary market, and this is not the first bank in Germany they've worked with. So big things coming yet again from Germany. And then number three, Roofstock, one of the leading real estate issuers. We've seen them learning to adopt blockchain technology. They did an NFT tokenization previously. They've got a partnership with Realty as Realty has actually purchased one of their homes in Georgia, one of those tokenized homes, and they are actually going to be turning those into a fractionalized investment opportunity for the Realty community. This seems like a budding relationship commercially between Realty and Roofstock, and that's a lot of money from a lot of different places coming together to do some awesome things. This is a big deal, folks. It looks like Realty is now going to be expanding their ecosystem, hopefully with future deals with Roofstock, which has over 300 million in venture capital funding to figure out how to do that best. So pretty amazing partnership. Number two, though, you got to know about Signum. Signum is a joint venture between CoinStreet and another uh, public Hong Kong financial group called Summerlay. 
Uh, and they've actually partnered up to create Signum to be a licensed security token platform. And they have now officially gotten that from the uh, SFC, SFC, which is the essentially the Hong Kong SEC over there, uh, which means they can now go ahead and start doing security token offers. So hopefully we're going to see some announcements on that front soon, Kyle. And number one, the headline that you need to know you can't miss for this week. You certainly, if you follow crypto over the last couple of years, you'd know Naib Bukele, who is the president of El Salvador, has been talking quite a bit about Bitcoin. He also came out and said they were going to be issuing volcano bonds. These were tokenized debt offerings backed by the mining of Bitcoin using hydrothermal or thermal venting power. This is a crazy scheme, but it seems like they're not only moving forward with the plan sometime late summer, but also they're considering actually changing the offering due to the crazy rates of bonds and the lack of investor interest due to fixed income instruments. From a retail perspective, they're considering actually changing this into an equity style of offering where they're actually going to be selling a piece of the utility company itself as opposed to the bond. It seems like they've gotten a lot of feedback from the Blockstream team who has actually done something similarly successfully, and they're moving full steam ahead, trying to raise a billion dollars. Pretty cool going from bonds to shares here, potentially. I love that. I love seeing that. And of course, it seems like it will be available on Bitfinex in June to September, they now say, uh, trying to raise a billion dollars. So let's see what happens, folks. And with that, let's head over to Peter Gaffney and see the institutional update going on. Welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. Let's check out what happened this past week. So former Goldman Sachs traders looking to leverage his digital investment bank to trade blockchain bonds. That's the headline. So what's happening here? So the firm B2C2, founded by a former Goldman fixed income trader, Max Boonin, is an institutional crypto brokerage and market maker. Company's been operating globally since 2015, right? Mainly working just on the crypto side of digital assets. Development here that we are looking at, however, is Boone's newest announcement from this past week surrounding PV01, a digital bond issuance and trading platform. So backed by Tiago Capital, Block Tower Capital, Sino Global Capital, PV01's goal is to bring more insights, accessibility, and precision to the bond world, especially for smaller issues and smaller scale investors. So PV01 will be underwriting the bonds, tokenizing the bonds on public blockchains, and providing liquidity in these securities as a dealer, which is a huge piece of the industry. Eventually, there will be an active secondary marketplace built on decentralized finance, the buy rails to further bridge the gap between fixed income and blockchain solutions. Boom, we love to see that. A lot of people working on that. The common thin line to walk among the industry right now is private versus public blockchains for bonds specifically. Much of what the investment banks are doing are on private blockchains, thus really just creating efficiencies for the banks themselves, but not really offering much to the general public. Having public-facing issues like what PV01 is looking to do will indeed offer this new range of capital investors to kind of gain access into this, these bond issuances. Since these issues are coming out of a private entity rather than directly from the banks themselves, like Goldman or JPM, some good comparables to PV01 for anyone looking to check it out would be bond blocks and credits. Uh, we're looking forward to PV01's first issuance, which will be on-chain treasury bonds. I think it's a great topic right now, and we'll see that proof of concept come through. Until then, let's see how Sam Sachs is breaking down the market this week. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap is stabilizing, yet down a hair to just below $16 billion. There hasn't been major movement one way or the other for the top 25 coins 
as volume has been lower this week. But INX announced that it will facilitate the first security token dividend distribution on its platform using blockchain technology. And this is huge. HGC Infotech Limited, the issuer of TruckPal tokens and a leading digital SaaS service provider serving the Chinese freight market, is leveraging INX's transfer agent solution to distribute the dividends on the blockchain in the form of USDC stablecoins. HGC's dividend payment using INX's transfer agent is the first of its kind globally and represents the next evolution of digital asset investing. For issuers, HGC's dividend payout with INX enables greater opportunities to cut operational costs, engage with investors on a deeper level, and to raise capital. For investors, it provides liquidity and an opportunity for an additional wealth creation that was not available before. In other news, Upstream, the blockchain-based trading app for digital securities powered by Horizon Fintechs and Merge Exchange Limited, or Merge, announced that it has partnered with Shareholder Intelligence Services, or ShareIntel, to help issuers combat naked short selling by dual listing their public shares on Upstream's regulated securities exchanges. ShareIntel is the leader in exchange and due diligence services for illegal short selling. ShareIntel now counts Upstream as one of the tools they can offer to issuers in their quest for a fair price securities market and to give issuers and shareholders the ability to fight back against unfair market activities. Think of a computer marketist. And crypto giant Coinbase received a Wells notice last week from Securities and Exchange Commission. In wake of Coinbase's filing regarding the Wells notice, shares of the companies are off sharply in after-hours trading and have continued in the following days. For Coinbase SEC filing regarding the matter, the company writes that the government agency's staff has, quote, advised the company that it made a preliminary determination to recommend that the SEC file an enforcement action against the company alleging violations of federal securities laws. This is both in their earned and their staking um, pro protocols. In response to the news, Coinbase's CEO, Brian Armstrong, struck a confident posture, tweeting that his company is, quote, in the right on the law, confident in the facts, and welcome the opportunity for Coinbase, and by extension, the broader crypto community, to get before a court. It seems as if there are brand new massive headlines each day regarding the blockchain space, many for better, but as we see, also many for worse. However, it is important to remember that the underlying technology does not change no matter who is charged with a crime and who is viewed as a hero. Builders will continue to build, and that is what is going to continue to push this market forward. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next Monday. So to kick off our main topic today, noted Bitcoin skeptic Peter Schiff came out recently and said, no, no to Bitcoin, but digital gold, tokenized gold is the future of this asset class. And we're here to break it all down, aren't we, Herwig? We sure are. This is quite a uh, known debate within the public, I should say, within the crypto community against uh, Peter Schiff, specifically because he's been such a vocal proponent of gold as an asset class. He specifically sees the same very similar arguments that we see with Bitcoin against the dollar, against fiat currencies, and he believes gold specifically is an incredible asset class, which is why it makes sense that he recently came out, despite his several years now of being an anti-Bitcoin critic, 
has now said that he believes in digital currencies. Just not in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. He believes it in the form of digital gold. So we will still be leveraging gold, which will likely be in a vault somewhere, not being used or transacted in any way, but linked to gold tokens that represent that uh, asset, that commodity specifically, uh, which can then be potentially used in all kinds of ways in finance, uh, to trade, of course, transact and transfer value. So it makes a lot of sense, right, Kyle? If you believe that gold is the strongest back it, uh, you know, asset for the world to use, then obviously a digital version that lets you plug into basically Web3 and everything else uh, makes a lot of sense to me. I, I see his point. Yeah, I tried to sit down and consider what are some of the main differences between what Bitcoin provides from a value proposition perspective versus what a digital gold or something along those lines might provide. Just because I think we've heard a lot of the Y pro one or the other, but let's talk about some of the differences. With Bitcoin, I mean, you got the permissionless aspect of it, which is good and bad, right? Proponents would say that's a good thing. Regulators might say it's bad because you really can't prevent any manipulation. Also got the fact that it's scarce, which again, could be good or bad depending on how you look at it, but it's pretty similar depending on if you've got gold or not. However, with gold, we hear all the time, new reserves are found or asteroids have all kinds of additional supplies of rare earth metals. Now, it's efficient as well, which gold traditionally isn't, but we bring on the tokenization component, and now you're unlocking a lot of value to gold that we, we've got. So we look at the other side, but gold back token. What are you getting with a gold back token you wouldn't get with Bitcoin? Well, it's asset backed, first off, right? So there's something real behind this thing. You can actually potentially convert or redeem for the underlying. You've got the traditional familiarity with commodity markets, seeing how that's moving, seeing the infrastructure that's supported there, as well as the fact that we have real world use cases for the underlying vehicle, for gold. What is it actually used for so that hopefully that can limit volatility? And Peter Schiff feels that that's a much better investment opportunity for a, let's call it conservative investor. Yeah, it's interesting to imagine what, what the future will look like. Uh, honestly, we've seen a huge adoption in the form of Bitcoin, obviously, since its creation. Uh, we've seen gold tokenization out there already. It's not a novelty that's just happening right now. Uh, definitely not nearly taking on the level of adoption that Bitcoin has. So very yeah. interesting to see what the market is saying there. Yeah, the uh, question, I guess, is, is Bitcoin being adopted because of the ease of use or because of some of these other intrinsic properties, because if it's ease of use, gold feels like if you could tokenize it, would get the same ease of use and a right. better value back by something that other people want to buy versus backed by something that's just code that you actually, in principle, could lose. You're not going to lose your gold, so you got maybe some more safety features built into that one. But on the other hand, those safety features come with regulation, compliance, centralization, all of the things that... Bitcoin promises not to have. So uh, definitely it'll be interesting to see if there is going to be a future where whether they're tied to our credit cards or whether it's in our uh, exchanges or our wallets, some kind of gold or Bitcoin, or is it just going to be stable coins? The future uh, definitely is not something we can predict, but certainly a great discussion. We'd love your feedback, your thoughts. Uh, you know, where van would you buy? Gold? Tokenized gold or Bitcoin? It's a good poll to do. We'll, uh, maybe we'll get one of those going on Twitter. Uh, and with that, let's head over to our Companies of the Week segment to end our show. 
And to close out our show today, we've got our companies of the week. This is our segment where Herwig and I picked two companies that we wanted to shout out for doing some really interesting things in the space that maybe don't get the traditional coverage, or maybe they do. So Herwig, how about you dive in? Give us your company of the week for 181. Well, Kyle, I got to give it to the largest asset manager in the world, hmm. uh, BlackRock. Uh, they have... $8.5 trillion in assets under management. That's a lot of money. That's 8 trillion reasons to listen, if you ask me, uh, which is why when Larry Fink, the CEO, once again, he already uh, been seen publicly talking about the tokenization securities, big fan of that. But now he's doubling down by saying it in his annual shareholder letter, folks. That is a big deal. That means BlackRock is committing to the future of security tokens, of tokenization. Larry, potentially one of the most influential people in all of finance, is telling the industry, telling his shareholders that BlackRock is positioning itself, recognizing the future of tokenization, uh, potentially even going to usher it in, which I love to see. So of course, for that reason, for the shareholder letter heard around the world, Kyle, uh, BlackRock and Larry Fink, my company of the week. Adoption just keeps happening. You see it from all of the largest companies, all of the biggest industry titans and veterans are coming out recognizing that it's a cost of capital thing. It's a simple equation, ladies and gentlemen. It's way too expensive and manual to go through all these processes for these big banks, for these big financial institutions where they literally just hire people to copy and paste Excel spreadsheets from left to right. Blockchain literally fixes that. It's nice to see that kind of validation. But now, Kyle, as we know, being a company of the week makes you a nominee for the company of the year. So for episode 181, who did you pick? My company this week is PV01. You may not have heard of them, but I think Peter Daffy covered them a little bit. They have raised 9 million in seed funding looking to tackle the bond market, bringing blockchain ledgers for the bond market, focusing specifically on government securities until they get their licensing approval for corporate debt. I think this is a huge industry, multi-hundreds of trillions of dollars. And I wanted to give them a shout out for doing some interesting things in the blockchain space. No, oh, and I have ex-Goldman guy, you know, definitely seems like they know what they're doing over there. Could be a huge, huge boon for the industry. Love to see it. Great choice, Kyle. And uh, with that, that's our show, folks. We hope to catch you again next Monday. Of course, please like, subscribe, share. Let somebody know what you learned today. Come dive in to the discussion. We are on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. We're everywhere. We do a lot of public community events that you should check out. And of course, the one-stop shop, stm.co. Check it out for all your latest news, all your latest trading data, and everything else, uh, tokenization. Uh, and with that, happy tokenizing. Happy tokenizing.